and I think we're a go. So that's good. So cool. t- today on the Street Hockey Life, I have uh, uh, I don't know what to call you now, Brett. A uh, good friend of mine, I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, how about that? Um, Brett Holman. Uh, I've I've been following this guy a little bit. He started actually following young legends when we were building the rink he liked a lot of our stuff and he had a usa ball hockey shirt on so i'm like who is this guy i gotta follow him <laughs> and uh he can tell you the story one day we were in lemonster he ref my game he disappeared to get his gear and then i tracked him down and said hey do you mind doing the podcast and that's yeah how- as i'm hopping on the rink getting ready for the next game yeah yeah that's yeah, exactly how, how, how this goes so um uh thank you for for being here i appreciate it yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. I appreciate this and, you know, what you're doing for the sport. It's it's huge. Absolutely. My pleasure. So tell us a little bit about how you got into the game of hockey, your background, anything you want to tell us about, about you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I picked it up, God, I before I can even remember. So I was I was three playing down at that little rink in Lemonster, uh, playing chipmunks. My dad was coach for me. And uh, he had played all his life. So it was it, it's just in my blood. It felt like as soon as I picked up a hockey stick, it was like it's just so natural to me. But um, I never ended up getting into ice hockey until later in life. So I like my main thing was like ball hockey all the time until till I was like a teen and I picked up ice hockey. So I, I've been been playing a lot of ball hockey since God god when i graduated high school it was like i just kind of relapsed and got back in the in the ball hockey because i was done with ice hockey so um yeah that's kind of how how it all started for me um i didn't realize how big the sport had gotten until i was out of high school again and i was like wow you can take this in so many different directions like you can go as far as you want with this just like ice hockey so it was uh almost like motivating to get back into ball hockey after you know playing competitive ice hockey throughout high school when where did you go to high school brett i went to lunenburg high school uh we're combined with three different schools for hockey because i I graduated with less than 100 people uh super small area over here so it's just a bunch of small towns put together it's uh lunenburg air and shirley uh all stuffed into one to make one hockey team to play against all the other teams in uh division 3a Excellent. So when, when you were growing up, you started off playing ball hockey first and then what age did you start getting into ice? Um, so it was like eighth grade and all my friends are like, you gotta be playing ice hockey, right? Like you've been playing ball hockey. Like you're so good. You gotta, you gotta put some skates on like it's time. And, um, I was kind of at the point where I was like, Oh God, here we go. Like I finally (laughs) need to learn how to do this thing. So, um, I put the skates on eighth grade year. Um, kind of did like some programs to help me out. It was like getting a little bit confident. And then my freshman year tried out, made JV. And I was like, all right, I can, I can finally start putting these things together now. But it was just the skating aspect, combining it with the hockey aspect that that was a tough learning curve. Tough. I can only imagine. I mean, did you feel like it was easy to like pick, you know, stick in like a puck when you were used to play ball hockey or? Yep. Yeah, positionally, uh, stick handling, passing, shooting, it, it was all there. It was just the skating aspect. I, I felt like Bambi out there to start. <laughs> That's actually a great analogy with Bambi. Yeah. Oh, a, yeah. Yeah. I heard that a lot my freshman year. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So what was it like? I mean, everybody everybody calls Lemonster the Mecca, right? And you grew up right. in that facility, those facilities. What was it? 
what was it like there for a three-year-old all the way up through cadets? What was that like for you coaching wise, playing, et cetera? Um, God, it's, it's, it's hard to even describe it, to be honest with you, because going through it with not only my dad coaching me up until I was like 12, 13, 14, um, but also watching, like I have older cousins that played on the Lemister Americans. My cousin CJ helped created that team. Um, but watching those guys when I was young at that age, playing chipmunks, penguins, beavers, um, like just being in that environment and seeing the top competition in the area um and knowing that it was one of the best areas in the country was was surreal to me because other teams would come and play us and most teams wouldn't even be able to hang like at all we would blow teams out of the water growing up uh winning tournaments in lemonster um i feel like the real competition came when we started going elsewhere like the lemonster team started traveling further to other areas because i feel like there's different areas that have good competition, but you won't find them until you go and play those local guys that don't travel to you. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Can you break down kind of the lay of the land with the uh, travel programs that come out of Lemonster? This is kind of a mystery for me. Um, like what, what are the, what are the, can I call them junior teams? I guess the, the youth teams that are travel, what, what do they look like? What are their names, et cetera? I don't. Um, so like the junior teams, uh, God, they've changed since I've been, they've, they've always been changing, honestly. Um, not only the name, but like jerseys and stuff, every, everything changes over the span of years. So when, when I was young, it was like the Lemonster Blackhawks. Like that was a, that was a good, like beaver, down to like penguins team that everybody wanted to get on at the time. They usually had like an A team, a B team. Um, some other teams were um, when we got into like freshman age, it was like the Titans. Um, there was another team like the lightning. Um, but those, those teams would like raise money throughout like all the parents and stuff in order to do things like travel and go to these places. But mostly it's just like self fundraising to be honest oh. with you. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, in, in ice hockey growing up, there was always, it's it, like you said, it's changed dramatically from, I mean, from when I played, like when I played, it was called the Metro. There was a South Shore Kings. There was the Middlesex Islanders. Right. Just, you know, and uh, I think, I think the Kings still exist. The Islanders definitely still exist. Um, but it's just amazing the amount of numbers. And, and, and for me, it's always interesting because I always say this is that, learning what I've learned about the ball hockey world and the community. I'm like, I would have loved that. I would have loved to play on these travel teams, but do you have a, a favorite tournament that you recall as a youth player? That was, um, um, God, there's, there's a lot. Um, when I was a youth player, um, the freshman count, like, yeah, I, I think sure. I was like 16 or 17. Sure. Um, so like the head head team was like the Lemonster Titans. That was like the the good team to get on. And when I was 16, 17, I had been playing ice hockey again. So I hadn't been in the ball hockey scene in a while. Uh, and my buddy just happened to be like, hey, Nationals in Lemonster, like I'm putting in a team super last second. Uh, I'll play with you. We can see who we can pick up. I was like, sure. Like, why not? Knowing that this Lemonster Titans team is in the tournament and they're probably just going to win regardless. I was like, I just want to get back into it and get my name out there kind of thing. And so we're, we're all still wearing cages. I was like 16, 17. We end up making it 
through the quarterfinals in this tournament. And, and mind you, we didn't even win this tournament. This was a team that we threw together like two weeks before the tournament, just a bunch of guys that we knew from playing ice hockey with, like some of the guys were wearing ice hockey equipment, just wanted to play and like hang out with us. Right. And um, so we end up getting into the semifinals and here's team Quebec walking onto the rink and this team that we just threw together two weeks ago. And I just remember we were up or we were tied like two, two going into the third period. And my good friend, Jacob Morrow, he rolls out of the corner and I'm playing the opposite defense and he throws the ball all the way across the rink to me. And I just won to you like top, right. And we ended up winning the game three to two. And I was like, I don't even care that we're going to lose to the Titans in the finals. Like, I'm just glad we sent the Canadians home. Like it, it it honestly goes down as one of my like favorite memories as like a young guy playing down in Lemonster. And then all the Canadian families like upset walking off the bleachers after he scored. It was, it was comical, honestly. And a team that had been put together two weeks earlier, two, two weeks in advance. I kid you not. Yeah. Awesome. So I can, I'm a little confused on the on the gap from the game. So you played up through cadets, yeah, and then you went played ice hockey through high school, and then is that when that break kind of stopped? Yes, Happen- yeah. So happens. Yeah, me. when when I started playing like my freshman year, so like when I was 14, I totally like stepped away from ball hockey to in order to learn how to skate, basically. <laughs> And then as soon as I got the whole concept of ice hockey at like, I think it was like, so my, my sophomore year of high school, I ended up making varsity because of how rapidly like my skating increased that, that freshman year. Yeah. It was, it was super cool for me. Super like a big confidence booster. And then my junior year, um, it was like, all right, ice hockey's fun. I don't play any other uh fall or spring sports so i might as well get back into deck hockey and that's kind of when i started picking it back up how old when you started picking it up again i think i was that freshman tournament was literally like the first tournament i had played since i was like 13 i i want to say so it was a good three-year gap and god did i did i feel it when i got on that rank and i was like wow you can tell these kids that i was playing against had been playing right along and i could tell that i took a break and i needed to get back into it like that was the kick in the butt for me what's impressive is to be able and this is this is a challenge and i think my wife would be okay with telling this is that she would really like to get a nice hockey right now um but she's afraid of the skating. She says she can't stop. Now I public skated with her. She can, she can actually skate. She can, is she a Bambi? Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I don't want to get myself in trouble here, but uh, I don't think, right, she's, right. I don't think she's a Bambi. I think she just can't stop well. And yeah. she's the type of person that is, is not intimidated. She just kind of goes and she'll figure right. it out. Um, but I mean, there's some credit there for you to pick it up so quickly to be able to skate make a varsity team is that are you a pretty driven individual pretty confident guy can you talk a little yeah. about your mental mindset yeah so i mean um to be honest with you i i knew that i was going to step on the ice and i knew it was going to be like i knew it was going to be bad like i went into it with the mindset is all right i'm going to get my butt kicked i'm going to get hit this is all the things that's going to happen. But like, as long as I just get back up 
and learn from that hit, learn from that one situation. The next time I get in that exact situation, I'm going to know a little bit better what to do. And even if I can't make that move because I'm not skilled yet, I still have to try because eventually it, it's going to grab. And um, I did this one, one skating program up at Cushing Academy um, in Ashburnham. Um, it was called Peak Performance. Uh, this was run by many coaches. One of the coaches is actually a big ball hockey player too. His name's Kevin Lazat, unbelievable hockey player. Um, and then my coach from Lunenburg, Eric Short, also was at Peak Performance. And then a couple other coaches from surrounding areas. And it was like the top juniors, seniors, sophomores, and like a couple freshmen thrown into the mix um, from each team in the division that I played high school hockey in. And I just remember I was the worst one there. Like from my freshman freshman year into my sophomore year, it was like that summertime when I did this program. And I was the worst one there. But there was a guy there that this will stick with me till the day I die. He said, at least you're here. At least you're putting in the work. And I said, that's all that really matters. I think it's just a time thing at this point until I grab it and like catch up. I was just playing catch up my freshman and sophomore year so much, but I was driven. I was, I was, I had a vision to get there. It's awesome. What is this? I mean, Brett, that I mean to me, that sounds like a person who you're built for to be successful in life because you'll take on these challenges. You'll accept the outcomes with this mindset that if I keep giving the effort, I'll keep getting better. Right. Was that instilled into you from parents or coaches along the way, or was this something that you just kind of felt like you, your mindset on life or philosophy on life? Um, that's a good question, actually. Um, I don't want to say there were like any specific coaches, but like besides my dad at a young age, just kind of kicking my butt with drills and practice and deck hockey. And then, um, like I said, I think it, a little bit of it is competitive blood. It's in the genes. I feel like I don't, I don't know why I have that mentality, but um, yeah, it's it's just I wouldn't I wouldn't dedicate it to to anyone else other than than maybe my my father and myself. Honestly, it's awesome. Okay, it's it's uh it's always interesting. I mean, I <laughs> um chuckle a little bit because on Saturday and just to give people a reference on when we're filming this, it's, it's uh, what, the day after Valentine's day, right? Yeah. Thursday. Uh, yeah. Thursday. Uh, I was at our home rink in Gloucester. I was there at, um, I got there at 10 30 cause Aaron wanted to get there and practice. And then we had pickup from 11 to 1230 and the pickup game actually went from 11. Let's just say 11, 15 by the time everybody starts getting ready. 11, 20, we stayed playing till like two o'clock in the afternoon. That's and awesome. It was, you know, the next day I woke up with soreness because I actually got some drills in myself. Um, but after everybody left, there was two people that stayed. One was a goalie and then one is my our assistant coach for our women's team, uh, Jay. And um, he stays off anyway to work on his own game. He loves playing. And yeah. I had set up um, – I call it a quick stick drill where you put eight pucks in a row and you keep them real close so you can uh, yep, stick yep. handle re very quickly. And, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I did the drill with Aaron because this is just something I grew up USA hockey. Uh, I was fortunate to be a part of this program. They gave us a lot of these off ice drills that you could do. Right. And uh, so I said, Aaron, we're going to do this drill and we're going to do it. And she's doing it. She's like, why do I suck so bad? Or, you know, why, <laughs> why is this so hard? And I'm like, what? And then she's like, why do you make it look so easy? 
But the thing is, is I'm like, I've been doing this. I did this for years, years right. of practice have been put into this. So it is like, you know what it's like? It's second nature after a while. Yeah. Yeah. All we've all been in those shoes. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm like, just keep sticking with it. And, you know, it's funny with her. The expectation is you do it once and then you're a master of it. But, you know, right. this, it takes years to craft a skill. Yeah. Yeah. Master, it, it's you know? I'm it's, still learning. Yeah. I mean, me too. I, I'm trying to learn every time I touch the rank. It's uh, like the hand-eye coordination, not only in hockey itself, but specifically ball hockey. It's it's so different. It's so different, right? The ball curves, it bounces, right? You have to play the bounce. Now, if it's 30 degrees and you're using an orange ball, that bounce is going to be a couple feet, whether it's 85 degrees and you're using that same orange ball. Okay. Now that that bounce is going to be a couple inches off the ground. You know what I mean? So it's just simple stuff like that. Um, and it just becomes like second nature to us as hockey players to, to pick that up because of how much time you have actually like in those situations compared to other people that have never, you know, picked a, a pass out of midair or a, a bounce off the ground. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great point. I mean, in, in it's funny at the end of our women's season in the winter, it was a pretty cold night when we were getting out of there. And this woman came up to me and she asked me, she's like, Hey, Kyle, um, do you think ice hockey is easier or is, you know, is, or is ball hockey hotter? And I said, I think you're asking me the same question there, but my answer is I think ice hockey is easier because yeah, you get that wonderful glide. Yep. And in ball wonderful. Hockey, <laughs> it really is. I mean, I can, I don't have to move the whole time. Whereas when I'm not moving, you can tell on, on the ball hockey rink. So I, th I think it is, I think it is hotter. And, and like you said, Brett, the ball doesn't always stay true. Not necessarily like right. a, puck, a puck, if it's deflected, of course, will not stay true, but I think, yeah. And, and that's There's actually more consistency, more yeah. consistency. And, ice sure. hockey. and recently, like I'll be out practicing um, shots from the point and I'm curving the ball away from that. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing wrong. I don't, you know what I mean? It's like, right. I need someone to look at my own damn shot most of the time. So, but, <laughs> right. uh, but like I said, it's, it's impressive because your mindset's coming through on, I'm just going to keep trying. I'm going to accept that this is a process. Right. And just keep going. right. And, and even the same thing with what I was just talking about too, um, especially as a defenseman, like picking, picking passes is, is a huge part of playing defense. And it's like, um, it's almost like deception, right? So like, uh, you know, I'm looking this way, trying to ignore the guy to my left, hoping he's going to get that pass so I can jump and get that kind of kind of reaction. But um, like the bounce, everything's everything's inconsistent. Every game that you play is going to be different. And how many times you can you can pick a pass, whether it's out of midair, uh, you know, off the glass, stuff like that. A law about a midair that you have to grab. Like it's just it's um. I, I don't want to compare it like you really can't compare it to any other sport. And like you were saying about the whole gliding thing, it's like as soon as you stop moving your feet in ball hockey, you become such a like a negative asset to your team on the rink right there. Like as soon as you stop moving, you are you're a statue. What are you doing yeah. there? You know what I mean? Absolutely. So. And I've gotten beat a few times playing defense, which um interesting in ball hockey i played i feel like i played more defense I'm, I'm more of a i grew up playing a forward so uh but i i played a little bit of defense in college and it gave me a change of perspective of the game actually quite dramatically so it was a good learning curve but 
I, I've been fl- caught flat-footed a few times where I'm like, oh man, you know, this guy. Yeah, somebody right turns around. you around. You're like, yeah, yeah. I got to keep my, I got to keep my feet moving. Um, and, and, and there is a difference in endurance. When when we had the U18s on for the podcast, they were talking about the amount of cardio, the endurance training that they do. It's impressive what you guys you guys do actually. Yeah, like this winter is very cold, very cold for me. I am. I'm like the lowest body fat percentage I think I've ever been in my life from when I went to the check, which was six or seven months ago. And I'm like a, a pretty skinny guy. I'm almost six feet tall. And so like for me to be like, I'm, I'm 146, 147 pounds right now. And for me to be that tall and lengthy, I mean, that's kind of like what the ball hockey build has kind of, kind of turned into. Like you see, all these Czech and Slovakian kids that are six foot four and they're pushing a buck 50, a buck 55, a buck 60. Like they're, they're these skinny guys, but God, they're just, they're gazelle on the rink. So it's like, that's what the uh, turn and turn and defense is kind of what this game has, has transitioned to. I feel like the, the floating blue it's, it's all becoming a fast paced game, which it's incredible too, because so many teams like used to be based on like possessing the ball and like physicality. And now it's kind of like, all right, you see the top performing teams are now game, the neutral zone, lob it in the corner. Two guys are on it. Third guy picks up the center guy high or goes to the, the other defenseman to pick the pass. Like it's all speed based now. And it's, it's incredible to watch. Interesting. I want to come back to what you just said about having a more of a speed game, but just tell us a little bit about how, what national team you were on kind of the COVID year, what would, what did it take for you to get to that level and then come back to that strategy that you're just talking about? Yeah, of course. Um, so like I was saying earlier, it was, um, it was like, I was 17, 16, 17 when I got back into ball hockey and then, had a couple of my buddies like ask me to play tournaments, like seeing me back out there, they're like, all right, so you're going to play the next one. Right. I'm like, all right, sure. Uh, I'm hooked. Get me, get me out there. I'm playing again. Um, I get hooked. Um, I realized right off the bat that all these novice teams that I started playing with were super unorganized. And I, I, I was blown away by how far my IQ was above some of these people that were running teams. And I was like, I can't, I can't be playing at this level. Like I'm hurting myself by playing at this level. And uh, the people that are playing at this level want to play that old school hockey. They want to, they want to rough you up in the corner. They want to take slap shots when 10 people are in front of the net. Cause they don't care. Right. They want that slap shot to somehow sneak through everybody, not hit you and go in the net. Right. So I was like, this is unorganized hockey. I have to get away from this. So a bunch of my buddies and I, we basically formed our own team started playing together and um next thing you know it was like um the the coach of that team that i mentioned earlier the lemonster titans was one of the usa coaches for the u20 team that was being created back in 2020 well 2019 was the tryout so 2019 when i was 19 years old and he took me and I want to say like six or seven other guys from Massachusetts to go down to Philly and try down for the try out for the U 20 team. And he was the coach from mass. There's a coach from Pittsburgh and a coach from New Jersey. So it was like all the big areas had like a pick, like, you know what I mean? Each guy had a say, each coach had a say, but with that being said, it was like 
out of those eight, nine guys that you bring from each, each state kind of, you had to pick and choose like maybe three or four of them each that were actually going to be on the team. Um, and that was brutal because all of these guys that I went down with are like all my buddies and we all wanted to make it, of course. So it was, uh, it was fun, but as soon as the tryout started, it was like everybody was in their own, you know, like everybody was on their own at that point, which uh, it was, it was fun. It was a great time, but that ended up getting totally, totally canceled because of COVID. That's as I was showing you earlier, that's the Jersey that we were going to wear in Switzerland. Um, God wish it could have happened, but that's okay. Um, we ended up going to the check six, seven months ago in July. So that was with the U23 team. U23 team. How'd you guys do over there, by the way? I did try to follow some of it. It was it was an absolute battle. Every game was, you know, the Olympic size rink ball hockey, right? Um it was it was new because so they had the main arena, which is where um it was in Liberec, which is an hour outside of the capital of the Czech Prague. So once we flew into Prague, it was like an hour drive to Liberec. Um, the hotel we stayed at was within walking distance. And when we walked over there to see the rinks and like the facility, I was blown away. But the only thing was, was the two other rinks besides the main rink were concrete. And I was, I was so, I wanted to get out on the rink so badly to see what the, um, the traction was like because it was like the almost the polished like you know when they melt down an ice hockey rink and it looks like that polished concrete so i was i was curious to see how it would be but um it, it was a little bit slick it was a little slick and you had to kind of play the slide almost yeah which was tough but all the games were unbelievable we ended up we ended up doing okay in the round robin um we lost our first game to canada by one goal should have should have been an easy win for us. It really got hurt on penalties that game. Um, we we were told right before the game even started too that it was like you have to be so unbelievably disciplined. Like these refs are going to call the slightest things. People are flopping all over the place. They're giving those teams calls. It's like very disciplined hockey. And we're in the box three times in the first period, and we're like, oh, this is not the start we needed." Um, we ended up losing that game. Um, we played Czech the next day and they were a powerhouse. That team was unbelievable. Probably one of the best hockey teams I've ever played against in my entire life. Um, I think the final score was, oh God, somebody's definitely going to call me out for this in the future. I think it was two to <laughs> two to five. I, I think we lost by two or three goals. I don't remember the exact score. Um, we played Slovakia the next day. Or, yeah, we played Slovakia the next game. Ended up going 0-3 in our first three games, right? Um, oh, that was totally false, too. We played Great Britain the first three games. We ended up beating them, like, 16 to nothing. unfortunately. Oh, wow. okay. That, that okay. team has – they're all super nice guys, and they're there to get better, too. I just feel really bad because they don't have anybody that is really skilled enough or – just isn't there yet you know what i mean none of their lines really stood out um i think they ended up getting like five to six shots on us the entire game i felt i genuinely felt bad for that team but you know what i was like glad they came i'm glad they played against us i'm glad they got that experience um and then we ended up beating switzerland so we went two and three in the round robin and then we ended up taking uh canada for the bronze game because they were the 
the three and then we were the four. Okay. So it was like the Czech and Slovaks played for the gold and silver. And then us in Canada played for the third place. So we ended up beating Canada and that was what we came home with some hardware. That's something. Yeah. That's, that's an accomplishment. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting that you bring up like Great Britain. Um, and, you know, you obviously being a Boston guy growing up here, what you, you, you kind of relate to like, I'm dating myself now, which I don't care, but the Patriots, you know, I was it right around the high school and the college when the Patriots dynasty came into, came into fruition and that came to life. Right. And then we were fortunate enough with like the Red Sox winning in 04. Um, silly story about 04. Literally the parade, I went to Suffolk in Boston and the parade yeah. went right by our campus. And I yeah. was umpiring a girl's, volleyball game right as the parade went by being that the is person so cool <laughs> so what cool. timing what time so completely missed the parade <laughs> but <laughs> got, some, got some work study money out of the deal yeah um, right that's so, too funny <laughs> uh, but my point to all this and then the bruins come alive in 11 the celtics won in 08 but it's 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 like i have this theory that's never been tested and probably never will be, but like when other teams start seeing the success of others, now they raise their level and now right. they want they and they get there. And yeah. like you said, Great Britain goes to this tournament. Who knows? I don't know what their progression would be if they stick with it. Maybe two, three, five years on the road. Right. They're your next adversary that, you know, so. Um, right. And they're, they're all like, they talked like um, I brought my girlfriend over to the check with us as well. She was saying during like the bronze game of us versus Canada, she's like, all the great Britain guys were here. They're cheering, cheering USA behind us, like talking with us during the game. They were super, super cool. Good sports off the rink. And, you know, like it's what it's all about, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's the experience and they're only going to learn from, you know, losing that's, that's how, that's how you have to look at it. It doesn't matter how good a team is that you're playing against you always have to realize that that team is beatable and whether you win or lose you just have to take away what you get out of it that's all absolutely when it comes to, and this kind of goes back to that strategy that you're talking about what makes those czech slovak teams exceptional like what made them is it the way they play uh, their devotion to the game discipline discipline it it comes down to their their work ethic it's it's unbelievable to see a guy that is you know six foot six foot three probably pushing 200 pounds and can basically keep up with me who has you know 50 pounds lighter than this guy and you know he's got a couple inches on me his legs are obviously a little bit longer but for a guy like that to chase you down and for you to get the ball and have to make a decision within split seconds, that's the difference between the Czechs and the Slovaks that put them above everyone else in that tournament. Um, I thought their goaltending was was also exceptional. Um, bigger guys with good gloves, they they're square when they come out of the net. They're they know exactly how much of the net they're taking up. Um, they trust their defense, right? So this guy has the backdoor guy. That guy's not, if that guy gets a pass, my defenseman's going to take it. He's taking the shot every time. Like just like simple things that make a hockey team great. Um, They had it. They had it. They had every, every guy was in great shape. 
um, you know, they must have been training way harder than we were. That's, that's what it comes down to. And unfortunately, like you can only be so talented and then, okay, how much work am I going to put in off the ring? How much am I, how much am I going to run? How much, how many reps am I going to do? Um, so yeah, those guys had it. They definitely had it. They were definitely ready. So, so Brett, that tournament took place in July or is it June? It, so it started at the end of June and then I got home literally July 4th. I was like, I was so thrilled to be home on that day. I was like, this is patriotic as hell. This is awesome. <laughs> That's Excuse cool. my language. With your, with, your, uh, with your medal anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it hanging up somewhere back here. Yeah, I'll grab it at some point. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so up when you were training for that tournament, were you lifting weights? Were you running a lot? And if so, do you do interval, long distance? What What's the training regimen that you do to prepare for this? So um, I was I was pushing a lot of body weight things body at this time. Um, but I primarily was focusing on running. I thought that, you know, I was playing in every league, every local league that I could play in, whether it was like the bottom league, the top league, the, the middle league, it didn't matter. Like I was trying to get on the rink. God, I, I want to say like, it was probably five to seven times a week where I was playing hockey, like at least a game a day is what I was averaging in the games that I, or the days that I didn't have a game. I would either go play ice hockey or I would go run at the track in our, at our local school. And um, everyone that I talk to that plays says like long distance, it only hurts you. Really? Um, yeah. I have a, I have a buddy that um, uh, he's preparing for a marathon right now. And he's like, I feel like after I'm training for this marathon and I come to play ball hockey, I'm like, this is, this is tough for me. Cause I'm like, used to keeping a pace and stuff like that. So, um, I was working more on sprints, um, a lot of footwork too. And then just translating what I was doing at the track and then grabbing a ball, going to the rink and then doing the same thing with a stick and a ball in front of me then. So, um, basically like long story short, the, the thing that I created for myself with running was like, I do a lap walk just walk the track and then then i jog the long strip walk the corner jog the long strip and then it was from there on out everything after that it was a sprint down the straightaways and then walk or jog the corner sprint down the straightaway and it was like go don't stop just every every rep i can't i i don't even remember how many miles i would track doing that but it was just keep going that was the mindset like don't stop like i'm gonna need this so wow that sounds 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 fun yeah, <laughs> yeah it, was, it was phenomenal man <laughs> do you like training like do you enjoy that part of the game or not really is it a struggle um personally i i wish i could say i still loved it like i i used to um when i found out that i made the u20 team I loved it. I was training like all the time, especially in COVID when COVID hit and we still had like light shining at the end of the tunnel, like, Oh my God, it's still going to happen kind of thing. Like um, this thing's going to be over in no time. Like we're going to be in Switzerland next year. Don't worry about it. It's just going to get postponed because it ended up getting canceled, rescheduled, canceled, rescheduled. Then it was like, all right, it's done. Put it to sleep. That's kind of how it was. My training then 
was so much fun for me. I was so excited. Like this was the first time I was going to be overseas. This was the first time I was going to Europe. Like first time just playing ball hockey anywhere else other than, you know, I played a couple tournaments up in Canada back in the day. I actually played with the USDHF uh, U19 team. Uh, we had a tournament up in Brampton, Ontario, which was a cool thing I did when I was 18 as well. But um, I was so excited for the U20 team because it was the the Ashby program, which is the USA ball hockey side. And I always saw that as like a little bit more um, competitive than the USDHF whole program. And th there's no dis involved in that. There's no bad sayings or anything like that. I just always thought that the Ashby program had that that next level of professionality to it absolutely that's cool that's really that's that's interesting so you you mentioned you know you play you play in lemonster do you ever play in fitchburg other than nbhl or you do you play in their leagues as well or you primarily <clears throat> stick with the um yeah so i have a bunch of friends that aren't playing ball hockey like competitive anymore they just kind of play for fun um, a lot of these guys I work with that also work with me in construction and, um, we've, we've entered our team into Fitchburg a couple, like a couple seasons ago, we haven't done it in like two or three seasons now, but I've, I've always been playing in both for like the last couple of years. And then the last couple of seasons, I haven't put my team in, I've been getting asked to like sub here and there with other teams and I'll always go help out. And it's just, it's just good to run. It's good to have fun and play with different people. It's, it's a good time. That's it's, it's interesting that you say that about the long distance. And I, and I'm, my assumption is it's Cody that you're referring Swift. to. Yeah. Is yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. That's what that tournament that we played in. Yeah. This, this right here. Yeah. We okay. We took that one. Yeah. Okay. That <laughs> one is the, uh that's the that was he was raising money for for the for the yeah medical, yeah for the, uh yeah. for the it's the bwh I, I forget what it is beth something um foundation i, I beth, forget is, I, beth Israel? I it must be it must I, be I, I um okay. i i can't remember either i feel horrible we he he raised the time look it up yeah 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 <laughs> um there was another guy I went up to because i'm like who is this guy you know and then i had asked him are you on the national team and he goes yeah i just i just made it this year so for for 20 oh nice nice who was that do you remember his name uh as i know swifty made it this year as well him. i'm sorry it was, was it swifty yeah. yeah so yeah cody he yeah, goes cody. by cody swift so swifty yeah, yeah. Yeah, he great guy. Like, I love Swift. Yeah. He looked like he was ready to run a marathon. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. in great then, shape right now. Then, you know what I mean? It looked yeah. Anyway. Um it's it's interesting that I say that. I I've done a half marathon and mm -hmm. I did it to raise money for the rink in Gloucester. And I also needed something to get myself back in shape. Although um over the last year, <laughs> just with life in general, I've kind of put those that weight back on. So I, I yeah, yeah. I got to find the motivation to get myself back into, into shape here. But uh, <laughs> I will say that, you know, I growing up as an ice hockey player, we did a lot of sprints. We did a lot of sprints. Yeah. It, was, it was 40, 50 yard dashes. The the long ones would be, I, you know, I, I don't, it's not a full lap around the rink. Uh, I'm just saying the rink, sorry. Full lap around the, around the track. It's, it's almost, it's, it's probably three quarters of the way we would do sprints like that. And a lot right. of, like you mentioned agility work, things like this. And I think personally for me, I love doing that stuff growing up. I, I literally love, I love the practice side of it. I love that stuff. I just felt it built my confidence and it was a mental, 
it was a mental boost. It gave me extra confidence that I was putting in the work. Now I got to find a way to get that back, Brett, but yeah, uh, yeah. Find a way to get find. That back. But, um, but for the most part, it's really interesting to hear you say that because, you know, I'm this year, uh, I'll be playing NBHL tier two in mass in Fitchburg. Oh, nice. Tier three, um, tier three had a situation where we were going to play in Boston and then tier, there was a tier three that opened up down in Swansea, Fall River. So a, cu- a couple of teams wanted to go play down there because they actually had sur- had a surface. So they right. wanted to move it to Gloucester, but people didn't want to go to Gloucester for the first year. And so I kind of put I put my team on hold, the North Shore Assassins, and right. I, got, I got asked to play in tier two. So I decided to uh, do that to keep keep good. Me so good for uh, you, good for you. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll you know, be I'll be seeing you out there. I'm actually out there. helping helping coach a tier two team. Okay, freeze. So freeze. Okay, I'll, yep. I'll be I'll yep. be looking for you. I'll You'll be, be looking, looking for me, Brett. <laughs> yeah, you'll see my wife out there too. She's playing with um, the Makos. Um, this is that Christine Will. We had talked offline about Christine. Yeah. So yep. so yep. We'll, awesome. we'll be seeing a lot of each other in passing out there. Um. I'm so, excited, man. Uh, you know, uh, I was I was telling him like, you know, we got a lot to do in Gloucester. You know, we <laughs> trying to make sure our schedules work with all this. So um, right, right. That's the yeah. that's the hardest I'm part. Sure that gets but, a little busy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I've I started like yesterday. I did I did a 20 minute just a kind of a get me back running and yeah. I felt horrible. <laughs> I, felt, I just felt, I just felt like, and it was really windy. It was cold. I'm making all kinds of excuses right now for everybody listening, but yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. did it. I'm like, I just have to get out there and, and, you know, sometimes you, after a good run, you just feel like a million bucks and you're back the next day. And I just, oh, I just, yeah. get, I just need to get, you know, that's that me. runner's high right there. That sure, runner's I, high. Yeah. I believe and I in that hundred percent, hundred percent believe in that. Like if you, you go out and you know you just you just killed it when however however many minutes hours that you set your mind to you go out there you do it and you know next thing you know it flies by like that because you you know you're just getting in you're getting into it you know what i mean you get Absolutely. you just get the mindset you get the uh you just lock in that's all you can do yeah so i and, and i have i have experienced a run on the side before it's a wonderful feeling um if it, <laughs> if it was like that all the time i'd run every day right <laughs> right right yeah when it comes it's yeah, unique yeah. and uh i you know it's like i said it's interesting that you say that because i i did you know i have an app through the nike run club and and they do a lot of you can do interval training so like you know like you said you can walk sprint walk sprint and i i feel that you know that makes me a lot stronger obviously doing plyometrics a lot of jump yeah. training things like that always makes you feel like you're getting stronger too so um but it what's what impresses me is like from from my perspective as being an outsider really is the amount of effort that you the amount of work that you've put into it, it it's just so impressive and like you know st- street hockey ball hockey whatever you want to call it what i admire about this sport is people treat it just like I treat it for for ice hockey, and it's the same mentality that I, right. I gravitate to it. It's it's like talking to you. I feel like it's uh, it's inspiring in the sense of like there's you know people that are really driven to reach a high level, and we both know it. There's no yeah. money in the sport. There's you know what I mean. We right. you truly do it for the love of the game. Right, um, right. I know we spend more money going to do <laughs> the hockey, the playing, than you know what we actually get in return. But you know what. What what we get in return is is it's, priceless. You can't you can't put a, a money symbol on that. 
absolutely. So, and, and like I said, that's truly for the love of the game is it's, it's amazing. And, um, and who knows, maybe someday, maybe someday there will be, you know, you know, maybe we'll get to that level as a, as a sport. And yeah, I hope so. There's been a couple of tournaments that have had some, uh, some good cash prizes in the, uh, in the past. So, um, the Lemonster Americans won one back in Drake it. And I think, I think it was like a $10,000 cash prize. And, you know, like each team pays, you know, 500 or a thousand to get in, you know what I mean? So then you profit nine grand, you put it towards jerseys, the bar tab for the night, you know, (laughs) stuff, stuff like that. But, um, I was a little young when they, when they won that one, but I I remember hearing stories and I was like, that's so cool. I can't imagine going somewhere and then, winning a profit with your team so um as we spoke off camera about the chetty cup yeah um this this past year when we won it there was actually a 500 hundred dollar prize and we're like this is this is awesome like i don't even care that i spent 500 dollars yesterday getting here like you know what i mean like sure. i don't even care and to divide it up by 20 people it's like okay we're all getting what like 40 bucks like we just kept it and put it towards the team and we're going to, whether we do bags or jerseys or something like that, like that's usually what we do. But um, yeah, it would be, it would be incredible to see money come into play with ball hockey more because then you never know where it could go. You never know. Yeah. And I, this is kind of a question that I've been wanting to ask you for the longest time because I, I've, I've, I don't really understand it out there in Lemonster. Okay. You have the Americans, you have the Saints, right? And then yep. you have the Rams, right? That's Bobby's team right. still, right? I right. Mean, that, that's the team that my father played on that's back okay. in the day with, with Chris. Yeah. With Chris. So. Okay. So how do you guys go about selecting who's going to go to like North Americans, who went to the Winter Classic, who goes to Pittsburgh? How do you yeah. guys do this where there's so many of you? And then on top of that, when last time I saw you playing – it was the shamrocks. I'm like, how does the shamrocks fit into this, this whole. Right. 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 So yeah, I'll try and and break it down to a science for you. Um, (laughs) So some, some tournaments you're literally rolling, rolling the dice. Like you're making phone calls. Like we're so short. We need guys. Like, can you go? Like, we just want to go and play and see how we do kind of thing. Um, That was the first time when I played on the Americans, I was, I think I was 19 or 20 years old. Me and my buddy, Ben Tolman, who I own the East coast shamrocks with, they were like, Hey, like we're super short on guys. We need you guys to come down to New Jersey with us. And we're like, the Americans want us to play. Holy crap. Like (laughs) we're like, get ready. We're so excited. The whole drive down there was a blast. Right. And then we show up and we're like, we know like five of the guys on the Americans and everybody else on the team is like, Hey, nice to meet you. I'm, I'm Brett, like get, getting to know people that they grab from like other, other States and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, that's like, that's like the rare occasion, but majority of the time, the Americans always have like a set team. Um, the saints is the team that I've been playing with now. Um, there's a whole backstory to why I ended up switching, but long story short, I ended up switching to the saints. Um, and they've had a pretty consistent team over the last couple of years, but a lot of their guys are having babies. They're getting married and having these families like young kids. So they don't want to like get away from home. So they'll stay and play local tournaments. And then as soon as it's anywhere else, they're like, yeah, I'm, I can't go. I'm out. So it's a little, it's a little tough in that aspect. And that goes for 
honestly all the teams like there's there's that young 30 late 20s age group that they're all having kids and like you'll see them here and there but they're not playing consistently but each each team like definitely has their core guys that go to the majority of the tournaments like 100 percent um but for the east coast shamrocks that's like the team that i own there's four of us that own it and we've made that basically like a local team so when there's like a c tournament and you can have three four a players and a goalie that's an a player like maximum on a team like that's when all of the guys my age group are like that's right like we're going we're winning like we're playing shamrocks 100 percent. but it's yeah it's always a good time and we always change up our third line giving new guys like an opportunity to like jump in and but yeah it's that team's actually been doing unbelievably well last couple of tournaments absolutely bro. i mean those are beautiful uniforms by the way those are nice. Oh heck black yeah! Thank black you. and white. Uh, sorry, you know what I mean. Black and white, but with the green, they look. Yeah, they look yeah. Nice. Maybe yeah, they could put somewhere with those shirts. Those are nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Chris Boscanera who made those. I do not like shouting this guy out because he's a he's a jerk. No, he's not. He's not. <laughs> but he's okay. uh he's a great designer. Great designer. If you ever need any sort of uh work shorts jerseys, great guy to go through. Um, he kills it on the logos too. So. Huge shout out to him, but uh, we ended up uh, uh, this kid Colin McCall that uh, owns the team with me. He ended up doing like most of the design and stuff like that, like um, for our our team. So he killed it. So I mean, like in the when I first saw the Shamrocks in person, it was I was in Lemonster. Oh, last year Can Ams Can Ams. Mm-hmm. I was there with our women's travel team. I was there with our yep. women's team. We were invited to play, so we went as the Flying Elbows. This was before our official travel team is now the North Shore Raiders. Then again, this is all my wife's idea. She's got, you know, there's the Raiders and then there's a team called the Mocking Jays. And it's like, well, what, you know what I mean? I think the future is, is that kind of very similar to what you already know is the 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 Raiders are going to be the potential A division women's group and the Mocking Jays are B once we right. Out, right at some point. I think that's I think that's where her mind goes. Although I think if she was here, she'd tell you that she likes designing logos more than yeah. you know what I mean. Then you know so yeah, yeah. So yeah. um so yeah, the Raiders are that is so I'm and she she does like that. So the Raiders the Raiders are gonna be going next week to ball hockey boot camps tournament, uh broad uh broad Broadway. I forget what it's called now. Yeah, so, something Broadway and Broadway. Yeah. 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 So we're gonna be we're talking about we're in the B division. So anyway, when um when we were invited to play in the Canams, we went out there. I was I was watching your speed. My dad was with me, and we were standing and, and you guys were playing. It was a Friday night game. Uh, you probably don't remember this game specifically, but you were. I think you're playing Bobby Hauser. Uh, his yep. that that team and the yep. speed of that game, Brett. Just in in just being on the uh, boards where it's open. Um, I was like, these guys are ridiculously fast, you know, <laughs> you know, it was, it was so impressive. And, and like I said, I'm, you know, at the end of the day, I'm 40 years old. I'm new to the ball hockey community. I play when I can, I have fun with it, but I'm like, these guys, you can tell you guys have been playing a long time and the speed, the t- tenacity. And this is sort of that questions of strategy is the Can-Ams a much more physical tournament would you say the Lemonster tournaments are more physical than the North Americans or are they similar? Um, they're very similar um, for sure. But um, those C tournaments where we're playing guys that are also local, 
like you know we all know them and nobody wants to get hurt in a c tournament <clears throat> nobody wants to get hurt in general don't get me wrong but you know you're gonna put your body on the line in those a tournaments like north americans and uh the club championship in pittsburgh like those big a tournaments those are when bodies are are getting thrown around and shots are getting blocked everywhere so for a c tournament that was don't get me wrong that was a very competitive tournament everybody was going all out on both teams i can i can for sure say that but um the level of like aggression is definitely toned down a lot and see just so everybody get, you know, we get a 10 minute ride home and we go to work on Monday, perfectly right. normal, you know? So, right. um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I gotta go back to what you said. Cause I think it's, I think it's funny. Like, uh, the tenacity, the speed, right. Um, like there's a line that we have on the Shamrocks. It's, it's usually Ben Tolman, Adam White and Colin McCall. They're, all like under five foot 10 and they are all speed-based players. And when they touch, touch the rink, it's like, I, I'm just sitting on the bench. I'm like, look at these piranhas, look at them go. Like, look at them go for the ball. <laughs> They're like on the ball, like four check back check. It's like literally that saying it's like four check back check paycheck. Like that's how their mentality is when they are on the rink. They're so fast. They want the ball on their stick. And it's, it's awesome to see because well, we usually do like weekly practices too with that team. And uh, well, since the winter time, we haven't been doing you, it. You but, slow it down. Yep. Um, like we always do this drill where it's like that defenseman has the ball in that corner. The other winger, just because your defenseman doesn't have that ball, doesn't mean you get to lollygag jogging down the rank because that defenseman behind the net is an outlet path. And the faster you get to that guy, like the faster we're going to create a turnover. And it's like, that's, that's how I, I had to say the piranhas thing. I think it's too funny that's not awesome. to, not to think of it when they're running down the rank and on top of people in two seconds. <laughs> is, is Ben the one that wears a C right now? Yes. Ben okay. is the captain. Yeah. Yeah. We, we all decided on that when we made the team because he was like the, he was like the new guy to ball hockey. Like he was always a nice hockey player okay. and then okay. just became an absolute stud of a ball hockey player in like awesome. the blink of an eye. And I was like, you deserve the C more than anybody else. Like hundred percent. That's, that's a, that's a, that's sign of leadership when you can do that for sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. Can, um, Because I, I think I noticed him, you guys wear your helmets. Some of these guys do not. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cause they don't, they don't require it still. Is right, right. So accurate, or am I? Yes, yeah. So it, it it has been accurate. Um, the last tournament that we had in Fitchburg, the U.S. Outdoor A tournament that just happened in October, I think. Yeah, I think it's in October. Um, they ended up doing like one game for each team in Lemonster, which was oh, so really? cool, wicked cool, right? So we're I'm like first shift of the game, the ball comes up to me in the air. And I'm like, I like hesitated to grab it because I was like, we're in Lemonster. Like it's such a hesitation thing. Like it's a penalty in Lemonster. Right. <laughs> and next thing, you know, we're doing the floating blue line in Lemonster and I'm all sorts of messed up. I'm like, um, I can only imagine Fitchburg. what that's like. Fitchburg. I'm used to it. We just played two games the day before in Fitchburg. And now here we're in Lemonster and I'm like automatically going back to like default, like Lemonster ranks, open palm, hit the ball out of the air. Yeah. It was, it was funny. It was so it's, it's, funny. It's funny you say that because when playing in Lemonster and, and again, this is, there's a question in here, right? So like playing in the lower divisions at Lemonster, 
I couldn't like I couldn't believe how physical our playoffs were. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't know if I. <laughs> I had a conversation with one of the players after, and he said he was saying kind of an older team. Shout out Ghetto Fish is who we were. Yeah, like, yeah. I, don't I don't know who any of these guys name. I except uh, he was telling me he's like, yeah, the reason why we're so physical is we can't keep up with these younger guys anymore. You know, we, we have <laughs> to put our body into it and slow them down. Uh, right, right. Was, that was a hard fought battle, but um, I I was running down to get a change, and we were on the west rink. And I put my stick up like that to signal that I was coming. And next thing you know, yeah. I know, guys, that's a parallel high stick. And I'm like, oh, like that didn't even right. register in my head that that would be a right. parallel. Actually, I think Bobby yeah, was yeah. repping that game and let it go. I don't think he even saw it, which thanks, Bobby. Yeah, but, yeah, right, right. Thanks, Bobby. <laughs> there was there was another rule that I almost got I committed was the lob rule. I had never heard of that. I had never yeah, heard of lob so rule. So strange. Installed. So strange. That's like that's like one of those rules where it's like you go back to like the the 90s ice hockey like the no two line pass no like that pass. is yeah. that is literally the same sort of logic just like transferred over into deck hockey it was like if you lob the ball and it goes over the the back most back defenseman or forward player on the other team it goes over their head and it goes over two lines i believe that's like the official call in deck hockey then it's just a whistle and it, they just treat it like an icing it's such a weird uh, i i never will understand it I, 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 like Bobby ended up explaining the rule to me and he goes, it usually never happens. It's rare that right. it happens is what he, he was saying. So, um, and I'm, I always like, like you said, I, you go to the rink, you learn new things. That's, that's how I'm, I am. I, I, I love learning new things, but, um, when we were playing in, uh, we actually, in 2021, we actually played in the outdoor classic in the novice division. I brought a couple guys from Gloucester and, um, we had some makeshift guys come in from Athol, which I, I knew nothing of these guys. And they did a great job. It was fun to play with them. They did, they, right, they, right. They did an excellent job. So, um, but we played in the, we played in the novice division and uh, we, the gods were there. So a couple of us stayed, we, you know, watching Corey Kirsch's team in person. We wanted to see it. And I, my dad to this day talks about this play where I think it's Albright. Jordan. Jordan. Or Drew. I, yeah, one of them. I don't. I couldn't tell you which one. Jordan's the forward. I think it was the forward because the way this yeah. play was described to me was that he flipped the ball over the defense and then just hauled ass through everybody. Yeah. and then went in on a breakaway. I don't know if he scored, but my dad to this day talks about that play, and it, it all goes back to this. You know, growing up. Sorry, I always talk about ice hockey, but it's what I know. You right. always wanted to be. You want to at least be stocky. If you're small, you want to be stocky. You know, right. it's a physical game. You need to be able to skate, you know, and I'm on the smaller side. I'm probably five, seven on a good day and much more stockier than I want to be right now, Brett, as I can make myself <laughs> in. But, uh, but you, you know, ice hockey was such a physical game. Do you feel like, and you've kind of mentioned this earlier, but just so I'm clear, do you feel like it's it's changing where the body types are becoming thinner and almost longer in a way, longer yeah. to get down speed wise? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's I think that we're gonna see all these guys that end up having children that are you know Jordan Albright. I'll mention a couple other names that are from other states. Uh, Mike Andes, shout out Mike Andes. He just made the USA team for the first time, the men's team. He is legitimately six foot four, 
probably like 165, 175 pounds. Like, I don't want to put a number on him any if, if he gets mad at me, but he is a long, tall, skinny, lengthy, can poke check for days. His his stick is long. He's just a lethal weapon on the rink, right? Like he's on the rink and you know he's on the rink. Like he wants the ball. He's faster than you. He can get to the ball with his reach before you can. Um, I think that's the direction it's going to go in. And I think that you're going to be able to see the kids that, you know, they play ball hockey. Okay. And then those kids, those kids play ice hockey. There's going to be a distinct difference in the two body figures. hundred percent. That's just right. Yeah. How tall is Albright? Do you know? Um, I would say he's a little bit taller than me. God, I spent, I spent a lot of time with him in the check too. You think I would know. I think he's, so. If I'm about six foot, I would say he's probably six two, six okay. six one, six two. He can also dunk. Like he, okay. like we're we're warming up before like tryouts, and there was a basketball court at the rink, and we're all around just like shooting around because we're just warming up basically. And he is dunking, standing cool. underneath underneath the rim, takes one step and is dunking the That's ball. Cool. And I'm like, That's you cool. are a freak of an athlete, That's an cool. absolute freak. Yeah. That's really cool. I one of the things that we, you know, we've been doing right now with our women's program is, and this goes credit to my wife wanted to keep playing, is we have a program right now in Saugus, Massachusetts at Hockey Town, which you've probably been to anyway. Oh yeah. Driven past a million times. Yeah. Um, so we go up there right now on Sunday afternoons from four to six and we have a skill session and then the women play pickup. And yeah. uh, one of the things that we're doing in this program is we're doing some agility work. So like before we even, you know, they, they warm up, they kind of just show up and then um, they shoot around for maybe five, 10 minutes. And then we, we go into our warm up and they right. put their sticks down and they start doing agility work. And, and the, the reason why I'm saying this is because I'm trying to, and it's not just, it's not just the women, it's the youth divisions too, where we offer these programs where you can come and we'll do agility stuff with you because I'm constantly preaching Brett is like, you want to be a better athlete out on the rink. You know, right. it's, it's more about like you talked about that agility, being able to move side to side, quickly transition these things. And, and um, you know, that's why the women, are, I, they, but they actually like doing it. You know, they actually like doing it. I don't, yeah. know, if we, I don't know if we can get guys to do this type of stuff. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. They, it's a little more nitpicky with us guys. <laughs> guys are a little bit kind of like, we know what we're doing and that's perfectly fine. I'm not, you know what I mean? I don't, I wouldn't try to tell anybody what to do anyway, but for the women, uh, it's, it's, it's what I enjoy coaching with them is, is they do listen and they like, I've got, the feedback is we like doing this agility stuff. We like to keep trying to, and again, right. um, but it's just interesting because I mean, Ruiz, how tall is he? Is he, he's, I'm, I'm assuming he's not a big, um, no, I would say, I would say Johnny's probably around five ten, five eleven. I would say he's about the same height as me, a little shorter, probably. Um, yeah. And he's an, another phenomenal athlete, obviously like outstanding athlete, but it, it's funny that you say that because it's like, um, going back to what you said about like agility with, with the girls. Right. Um, I've noticed that like when people start realizing how important footwork is and how important, not only like deception with your feet, like how you're planning your feet, how you're coming into a loose ball, what your feet are doing, like the person that's looking at you, that's going to contest you. They're going to play defense on you. if You get it first, right? They're reading your body language. Right. And what people don't really understand is like, okay, you start doing agility and then you start realizing, Oh, I'm doing better 
in getting to the ball, I'm doing better in the corner, I'm doing better up against the boards, whatever it, it may be. It's like, yeah, you're you're getting better, like you're seeing results because you're putting that kind of agility work in, right? Like um, there's a guy that actually plays on the graphics team, which is an A team. Um, shout out to them. They just did phenomenal in this last tournament. And that's a team that usually doesn't perform very well. Um, they got an older uh, average age for sure too, but there's this one guy, um, he's like an agility coach. He focuses on speed and acceleration for athletes. And I remember I came across his page one time on Instagram. I I'll have to, uh, I'll, I'll send it to you later in a text message okay. too. So you can, you can link it to this somehow. Um, he posts all these absurd foot workouts, like, um, like jumping up on a box with one foot, uh, then jumping down on the other side and immediately getting into a sprint as soon as you hit the ground, right? Like yes. all these different motions that okay. you you don't really normally do or you normally okay. see, right? And this guy is not like a super talented hockey player by any means, but he's a defenseman on this graphics team. Every time he gets the ball, you have no idea where he's going. You don't know what he's doing. Like he's he's an unbelievable athlete. Hmm. That's, that's awesome that's really interesting too uh i mean and, and like you said if that's what makes us that's what makes these players you know maybe not skill wise in that situation but um you know the the exceptions i for some reason i came across i think where they're celebrating brad marshall's thousands there is one thousands game there was a video of him working doing agility and i'm like i gotta save this i gotta you know use this as a reference someday so right so, right but but uh but like i said i mean i personally like i said i was very fortunate i loved doing that stuff i really truly loved it so um i was I mean, like i said i was very fortunate that i got this type of training too when i was a youth player and i've tried to give some of this knowledge back and uh we'll continue to do so i i always say it doesn't matter if there's one kid there five or a hundred i'll always try to coach them the best that i can right um, right right always, that's, that's what that's all that matters all that matters that's just like you said you know at least you're here you know you're, you're showing up and exactly like, um exactly so, uh, my last question for you is you kind of hinted on this is is, is um it's it's lemonster again playing yeah. in the division i did is as you get up into that what's the highest house league program that they have for men's is it a or is it b um to be honest with you everyone just like i've always <laughs> called it just a uh okay. we refer to it as top league uh okay. a league i've heard it as b i've heard it as uh, god it's there's a lot of synonyms that go into just describing the uppermost competitive league in lemonster um I truly believe that Lemonster has the best competition and always will like, despite the deck hockey, like OG original roles. Right. I think, sure. I think that will always just be, you know, where these guys, like the Americans, all those guys play on different teams, every, every single team. And like my East coast Shamrocks team, we all stick together and like we play in that top league. And that's, that's going to be the league where it's like, yeah, some guys show up and, you know, they just want to get a run in. They're not too concerned about like, all right, I, I'm not going to try super hard tonight. But like as soon as they get on the rink and they realize, oh, like they want to run, they want to play like they they get in the zone. And then it just it just keeps building throughout the season. And it's it's always a good time. Yeah. It, would you say that in that in that level of play, like if you watched a lower tier would you say that it's there's more it's more of a passing game it's more of a finesse game as opposed to a grind game 
or is it just all the equivalent? Or you're referring to that top league to, to that top league versus the lower divisions there. Do you feel like do you feel like it's more of like a bumping grind, dump it in, whereas at the upper level you guys are trying to control the ball more? Yeah. Is that a fair yeah. question? I, yeah, 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 absolutely. It's um I feel like with it stays true for any kind of top level competitiveness in ball hockey. I think this uh like this statement will stay true, but it's always about possession, right? Like no matter where you have the ball on the rink, if you have the ball more than the other team has the ball, you're most likely going to win that game, correct? Like just statistically speaking. Um, but like that top league is like where we work on those things, right? So I have the ball wherever I am on the rink. Um, you know, it's always like I always tell my guys that that play with me, like if you ever feel in a situation where you're trapped but you have that that resort to run towards our goalie, just go back into our zone, reset the play. I don't care if you go behind the net and people need to get off, change, whatever, just hold the ball behind the net. Everybody reset, take the breakout back into our zone, get the ball up and move as a unit up the ring so we can support the ball, right? So it's all about control, support the ball, possess the ball, and then get something out of that. Got it. That's, that's great. That's that's how I like playing the game. I'm more of a, I'm more of a guy who likes to set it up. Um, I'll right. shoot it when I need to, but I love. I'm more of a pass. I've always been a playmaker. That yeah, um, yeah. There's no reason to force anything, right? Uh, like, force passes, force shots. That's. It's almost like you're hurting your team sometimes absolutely. when you do that. Absolutely. So that's that. I I and I and I I don't know who I heard this for. This is kind of going jogging my memory back from a few years ago. Is that is that's kind of the Bobby Hauser way that he plays the game is more of kind of control, set it up as opposed to a a run and gun type of. Strategy, yes. You know. Yeah. But yeah. It's, right. But it's not. It sounds like the game is evolving, and that's coming from you, who's playing at these higher levels too. Right. Yeah. I would definitely say. Um, you know, I I feel like it really depends on. Um, the age group of the team that you're playing, right? So the gods just went three and zero on Saturday in this last tournament that we played in and went into Sunday against the worst team that what lost all three games on Saturday. They go into double overtime. The gods lose to this night's watch team that has never won an a game ever before in their life. Right. No any, any team is beatable. Like I was saying earlier, but like the gods have, these fast legs where they can play that running gun game but when they get the ball they think possession right they think all right we're going to possess the ball let's work around until we get the best option right like that's that's kind of the mentality of like all these these upper a teams but the lower a teams like this night's watch team that just beat the gods sunday morning um they were it was grind it was grit it was grind it was we're going to just play our game. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, like they're playing against one of the top teams in the country. And for them to even pull out a win in a, in general is a huge, huge accomplishment for that team. And it just goes to show that you can play any style hockey that you want. Right. Like it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be possession based. It can be that grit grime, things that other teams don't want to do and it'll pay out sometimes. Right. That's, that's very true. It, you know, it's funny. This night's night's watch team, they confuse me. How many teams do they have? I feel oh, like they're in, they're in novice division. They're in 
C division. Yeah, in, yeah. The guy that New owns Jersey? that team, I think it's majority New Jersey based. The guy that owns the team, it, I, I don't want to describe him, um, like uh, like a manager type of position, but he's like he's like Lasan that we spoke about off camera. Like he knows a lot of people, right? So if this tournament is asking him, Hey, are you going to put a team? And he's like, Oh, I absolutely can. Like I can get people from probably any level of competitiveness. Yeah. Um, he seems to know a lot of people. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I, the reason why I played against the night watch team, I filled in for team Orlando when they went to the North Americans in 2021 in the novice division. Yeah. And okay. then, that was the first thing we played. And I'm like, I've seen this team before. I've seen this team. Like, right. Right. Multiple divisions. And here we go. They beat us. Yeah, by they're all team. over. I'm like, so, um, but uh, that was an eye opener playing in the North Americans and the novice division was uh, for me, it was like, it, it was a perfect time because I started working out again. I started getting in shape and I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Right. No. <laughs> but I, had, I had a great time. And um, the reason how I ended up on team Orlando is my, our, our treasurer actually lives in Orlando. Um, oh, and, cool. Cool. So he's been, a, he's plays, he actually made it to the Milet cup last year for uh, team Orlando. They were called the Orlando mutiny. Oh, nice. nice yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So he played there and we've been friends for years. He actually grew up I and mean, we're 10 years apart. So he started in the league. Um, when I was, when I started the league, I was 20, he was 10 playing and the rest, we became friends and still, you know, still buddies. He's actually a god. That's awesome. Brother, so, and, uh, he said, Hey, we need a guy. You mind coming down? I said, sure. Uh, let me ask the boss. And she's like, what you know and that was <laughs> that was before brett before she got in the game so now now we're traveling right. for, for her for her which is which is kind of full circle for us but which is great. right 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 works yeah. out um so i said last question but my last question for you is 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 your goal someday to make the national team or how do you feel about that and i'm probably putting you on the uh, spot, so yeah i mean it's it's obviously like it's I can't I can't sit here and say I've never thought about playing on the national team right like I feel like that's a lot of people's goal like make the national team um so I said god I said last year my goal was to make the U23 team and to win a medal right so I checked that off and I was like what's next right because I I'm never satisfied like I always want more I always want whatever the next thing is um so I think, yes, I do eventually want to make the team. Um, a realistic goal for me would be the next two years get asked to just try out, right? Because okay. that that is like a invitational only tryout, right? Um, they just had tryouts a couple months ago. And um, Ben Tolman actually got invited to the tryout. I was super excited for him. Cool. He definitely he definitely deserves that. Um, he didn't, unfor unfortunately, didn't make the team. Um, but another shamrock of ours played in the last tournament uh brandon garno he was a stud on that team and he unfortunately didn't even make it again either um there's there's a lot of uh i feel like it's a little bit political right with where the coaches are from and who they're selecting but um you know to to each their own i'm sure if it was a mass coach team would have been built you know mass based right um but no, I have nothing but respect for those coaches and the decisions that they made and the professionality that they keep it. Like I would never, never doubt them in any way. So I think it's uh, I think it's cool, a cool experience, cool to watch. And I would love to play someday for sure. 
Well, we'll be wishing you luck. I mean, like I said, Brett, it's it's been a privilege just to talk to you, see how you think. And I will say what you just said, breaking things down into steps is so key, right? We have right. these massive goals and you're like, where the hell do I start, right? Where, yeah. where do I start? But it's like you said, maybe if I just make the trial, just yep. get invited, that's step one. And you're still a young guy anyway. Right. So, right, um, right. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. You got to take it, take it in steps here. Take it in steps. Um. Awesome. I, I love your mindset. I, I, I love, they, I, you know, successful people to me, I always try to figure out, okay, how do they think? What do they think about? How do they do things? You know, I love, we already talked about, we love both love learning different things. So um, yeah, absolutely. is there any way that people can reach out to you directly? Uh, any last pitches for yourself, anything? Um, yeah, I mean, anybody can find me on any sort of social media platform on Facebook, Instagram, not, not downloading TikTok. I, I'm against that. <laughs> I'm staying away from that still. I would spend too much time looking at it. That's a, that's a mind blocker right there. I can't, can't download that, but yeah, Instagram, uh, Brett Holman, two ends in the last name for Instagram. And then Facebook is just my full name. Um, so yeah, anybody can reach out, ask any questions, say whatever they want. I, I'm an open book. People can pick my ear whenever they want. So feel free to reach out anytime. So you're going to be going NBHL. You got a new team this year. What team is that again? The Boston Blackhawks. Boston Blackhawks. And then next tournament up is, is it the clubs? No, North um, Americans. Excuse me. North Americans. North Americans. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of next month. Where who are you going down there with? Or are you? I believe the Boston Saints. Um, you know, I I've made a a couple switches throughout the last couple of years. I I'm never opposed to like team jumping too, because just because of the fact that I love playing with other people, new people. Like I love meeting people. But the Saints have been really good to me and uh, gave me a lot of time and a lot of chances and opportunities on that that team. So I'll probably be running with them again, most likely, and. Uh, probably be playing some defense with them next month. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I wish you the best and thank you so much for doing this. Like I said, it's been a pleasure to chat with you, you know, share your knowledge and uh, answer all my damn questions most of the time. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yeah thank I, you. I appreciate what you do. This is, this is great. And not only for you and you know, your, your love of the sport and now your wife's getting into it, but like, just everybody it's good to talk about the sport it's good to talk about growth talk about what you can do to get better and you know it's it's only progressive right absolutely you guys you guys impress me a lot with uh like i said i'll be you know we'll see each other in Pittsburgh. i'm I'm sure in, in the very near future and um we'll uh we'll, we'll cross paths i'll be i'll be watching at some point here and absolutely oh, that, that was the other thing too is is eddie costa from the u18 team he was telling me nowadays with the nbhl there's so much more film on players right yeah uh, yeah so much more film that you can you can you don't necessarily have to go to pittsburgh you don't have to go to right the, the yeah North you can North accurately North. depict a player yeah. from total footage from the nbhl over the last couple of years i think it's it's a little bit wild to uh to see that the sports come that far where now you don't even have to know who the person is and you can watch the game and know just the number on their Jersey and watch that guy. So yeah. pretty cool. And, and the credit, like the credit to the NBHL too. Like I had no idea, like I've known, um, I've known Ryan Wilson. I met Ryan Wilson before I met Corey, you know, yep. and, and Corey became even more on everybody's radar through spit chicklets. Crazy. Right. And crazy. Then, yeah. But then, um, I always, I, is it Brandon or Brendan Jones? I always, I always Brandon, Brandon, Brandon with an F. Yeah. I mean, 
his exposure to the NBHL, scoring the four goals, that score unreal. That that has brought a lot of that's made of life. you know to to the sport and things like that. So, um, and again, what makes me proud is I'm I'm a I'm you know I know I you mentioned you you're okay playing on different teams. My loyalty always were maids with Boston. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. I'm yeah. always like when 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 I know the Boston teams like Americans or you're going down there with the Saints, I'm always rooting for that team. Sorry yeah. else, but uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a loyal Boston guy. I just yeah. uh you know that's that's how I've, I've been. But uh but like I said, yeah, thank you so much, Brett. I look forward. Maybe we'll do this again sometime. We could, could absolutely I'd love to man. Absolutely. Um, Good stuff. So uh, anyway, thanks for, as always for tuning in. Thank you to Brett and reach out to this guy. He's a, he's a man with so much knowledge. He's a great guy. Um, I've enjoyed talking to him and, and uh, we, uh, like I said, I ran up to him and said, Hey, you mind doing this? And he was so great, <laughs> gracious. So anyway, yeah, um, absolutely. So thank you again, Brett. And until next time, everybody, we'll see you next time on the street hockey life.